Welcome back to the Fit CFO Show. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and together with my husband, Sean, we created this podcast as a way to help you reach your business's financial goals. We will break down common financial myths and mistakes in business and share with you the tools and knowledge to take your business to the next level. Our hope is that you'll become financially equipped for success in your business and in turn help our mission to make this world a healthier place. If you get valuable information out of this podcast, we just ask that you please share it with your audience and leave us a review so that we can continue to grow and help health and fitness businesses succeed. We talk all the time about protecting your personal assets from your business by creating an LLC, tax saving strategies by creating an S Corp when necessary, separating your personal finances from your business. But how do we encompass all of this so that we can achieve the milestones or the goals in our business that we set out for? This is what we'll be breaking down for you on today's episode of the Fit CFO Show. So here we are with Fit CFO. Howdy, Cat. howdy. Planning season has done. Chat. <laughs> and life. you have your microphone in front of you and turned on. Oh, yeah. This I bet episode. I sound a hell of a lot better this time. <laughs> <laughs> we were joking. I don't know what it was, but I was like, is your microphone even on? And we were, we had recorded a podcast. You had several Zoom meetings. No, it wasn't on. It wasn't on. <laughs> Well, we figured it out now. I'm ready to rock and roll now that we got the mic. Um, Yeah, tax planning season, check. It is done. Life's going to get back to normal now. What is normal even? Yeah, good point. Normal-ish? I don't know. We'll see. When we're recording this, it's not 2023 yet, but it's going to be by the time you guys hear this. And I think it's a really good time to talk about goal setting even though for the upcoming year, I think it's important to, to really start to figure out your goals before the start of the new year. But if you haven't yet, listen into this episode because instead of shooting from the hip for your goals, we're going to give you some actionable things that you can take with you to actually achieve the milestones so that you have the year, the 2023 that you want to have in your business. But Sean was just on the Built to Grow podcast with Tim Lyons. He puts out some great stuff, by the way. So if you don't follow him, make sure you go over there and follow Tim Lyons on the Built to Grow podcast. They talked about, and Sean specifically, you brought up the importance of having the ability to forecast cash in your business 90 yeah. days out. Now, I know what it's like to be a health and fitness entrepreneur, kind of going month to month, kind mm-hmm. of like, 90 days. That's a long time. Why, why this 90 days? Yeah. I mean, I think 90 days, if we really think about it, I know 90 days sounds like a long time, but when you're in the mix and um, it's, you know, three months or a quarter can go by so quickly. So I feel like it's definitely possible to be able to track out 90 days and keep in mind when I say this, it's a forecast. Like I, we can't predict the future, right. But if we have the data and we have, good numbers to go off of, we can identify trends in our business. So if, yeah, so like the last quarter, if we signed up 20 clients and the in the quarter before we signed up 18 and the quarter before we signed up 22, pretty consistently we're signing up about 20 clients a quarter. Let's just say. Yeah. Right. See where I'm going here? Like if you have the the past numbers, you can kind of predict the future. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and if, if you, the same thing goes with your expenses, you look at last quarter, my expenses was 10 grand. The quarter before it was nine. The quarter before that was 12. Well, I know what's coming up for expenses. So you can easily, you know, target that expense and kind of figure out where your cash is going to be going. Because what we want to do the 90 day forecast for is to be able to make business decisions. Right. And, and what we're forecasting is our cash position. We don't want to be in a, in a position and we don't want to be in a place in business where we run out of cash. So that's yeah. the primary purpose of forecasting. Where's our cash going to be so we can continue operating and what business decisions can we make in the next quarter based off the data that we have? Well, and from experience, what I think ends up happening a lot of times is you're rocking and rolling one month. Clients are coming in left and right. You can't keep up. You're in over your head. You're like, oh, crap. How am I going to provide all of this fulfillment and do the marketing and do the sales, you know, and do the coaching? Like, it's so much. And so what ends up happening overnight is, is you start hiring, right? Because you're like, oh, man, it's it's raining. Um, but then that's where this bottleneck starts to come in, right? You right. have You have clients coming in. You are hiring coaches, you are trying to train coaches on how to implement your specific services. And then all of a sudden business slows down and that's where you start to see this bottleneck in business happen. Yeah. And I think one thing that can prevent this is knowing that you're good and ready to make a hire before you hire, knowing that you're consistently achieving a revenue, uh, you know, a certain goal of revenue before you're making these large financial decisions. Yeah. And everything you said, I second that, but what we are using this data for is to be able to make an informed decision of how much can I pay this contractor? How yep. much can I pay this assistant? And how is that going to affect my cash? Yep. So if we had that information, we could determine the appropriate amount or what we can afford to pay at this point in the game of our business. Yeah, because we've seen coaches come in, not really knowing what they're doing and saying, I'll give you 50% of commission of what the client is paying, right? And that, as we know, as we've talked in the past, which we'll get to later in this pod, in this episode, that it, shooting from the hip like that is just not an informed business decision. Are you going to be able to outrun that margin at 50% of commission right. going out the window from the get-go? Right. So you could predict, uh, okay, we're going to hand 10 clients to this assistant coach now next month and 10 the next and 10 the next. So you can see okay, once that assistant coach has 30 clients, where's my cash position? Where's my profitability within my business? And now that can determine, oh, um, I better rethink that 50% commission split because it's just not going to work. So yeah. that is what we're talking about is setting up your business for success mm -hmm. um, and being prepared or proactive in this yeah. approach. And maybe there are day or there are months and seasons in your business where you are getting a little less sleep and you are hustling a little harder because you aren't quite to the point of hiring yet. Uh, maybe you have to hire a VA for a non-coaching position, giving away the work that you don't necessarily want to have to give away yet. But sometimes that's just what you have to do for the betterment of your business long-term. Right. And then we're talking about forecasting because that was one of the big topics of the podcast that was on yep. the grow, but like, that's not necessarily, this is more, I would say after you've created the structure in your business, like you can't have that data. If you don't have good bookkeeping, 
you're yep. not going to be able to forecast, right? Um, if you don't have uh, emergency reserves or anything like that, far as cash growing in your business, well, forecasting is not going to do you any good because you don't have any money anyway. So this is like a stepping stone of a foundation and kind of moving up the ladder of what you yep. need to do as you become more successful. 100%. So I think this is a really good starting point is to be able to have, so like, let's say instead of your goal being, I'm going to have a million dollar business, let's start with a goal such as I'm going to assist consistently achieve $10,000 a month in revenue before I hire my first employee or something of that sort. And then with that $10,000 a month in revenue, X amount is going into my profit account tax. And then when I have two to three months of business expenses or however conservative you may be saved up, then I can hire my first employee, right? Now that is a goal with trackable and tangible data to go off of. So if you only aim for like this million dollar business, I'm going to save everybody in the world. Like that's a, that's an ambition, right? That's a dream. That's not a goal. Right. And I feel like us as entrepreneurs, um, in this space, in this industry are very mission driven. Like we want to help make this world a healthier place. I mean, that's that's amazing. The world needs people like us, but in order for us to continue that mission, we have to have a profitable business. Yep. But if you want that mission to work, this is what it starts. Our clients need us around long-term, right? Your clients need you around long-term. So you need to run a profitable business. So if you're just chasing that million dollar business at all cost you know, without keeping track of profits and doing a good foundational, like um, having a good foundation to your business, like you're going to have a million dollar business with no profits. And what fun is that? Yeah. Yeah. You you have a million dollar business that costs you 999,000 to get there. Right. So what are we doing here? So that's what we're trying to do because a lot of early entrepreneurs come in here and have initial success. So as you're having that initial success, let's build that foundation so it can continue to grow. Yep. Yep. You're not quite on top yet, um, but you can definitely get there. We just got to make sure that's sustainable. So we talked about the importance of KPIs or having uh, forecasting. So let's talk about how to create trackable KPIs. Um, so Sean, I'm let you go ahead. Yeah. So the five main key KPIs, now that's key performance indicators. Um with it, a business that I feel like you need to be tracking. And if you have these numbers and you know what they mean to your business, you're going to be successful long-term no matter what happens, right? If you're focusing on these. So number one, we have to have revenue. Without revenue, without cash, without clients coming in, it doesn't even matter what our expenses are or how we're running the business because we have to have some kind of revenue. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where working with your business coach, working with your mentor, understanding what you really want to serve your community with because if you don't have consistent messaging, if you don't have the right product, and if you're not talking to the right audience, you're not going to have revenue. So yeah, that's yeah. a very important starting place. And let's face it, we're not all entrepreneurs, right? Like right. Absolutely. I've I seen that. Saw, in this- right. I just saw the other day somebody saying, hey, does anybody want to hire an assistant coach? I decided I don't like this whole other side of being an entrepreneur. And you know what? That's fine. That's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, Number two would be gross profit. So gross profit is um, you have your revenue minus your cost to fulfill your sales. You then comes within your gross profit. So revenue minus fulfillment 
or what we call cost of goods sold equals your gross profit margin. And so I want you to name a couple of the cost of goods sold, because I think some of these get a little misconstrued or don't really, aren't really thought of as a cost of goods sold. So cost of goods sold. I look at it as your variable cost within your business. So it's going to vary as in when we add clients, the cost of this is going to go up. So like merchant, you know, the merchant fee might be 3%. Right. That 3% doesn't change. Like but as strive, we add clients, yeah. Yeah. So, but as we add clients, 3% of $100,000 is different than 3% of a million dollars. So, that's a variable cost within our business. Yep. Absolutely. Um, subcontractors, you know, if they're paid on a percentage or a per client basis, that's a variable cost. You sign up new clients and you want to give them a gift. Well, that's a variable cost depending on how many clients you sign up. And, and we also go further, like some of our um, um, coaches order blood work for their clients. That's cost of fulfillment. Yeah. Do you um, properly have that priced into the cost of your service that you're providing? Right. And then you have programming. Some do nutrition coaching and programming. You know, that's cost of fulfillment. And if that's missed out, we don't know what, if we don't have all that accounted for, we don't know what our true gross profit margin is. And- and don't think that you shouldn't get paid for that. I don't know how long I did nutrition coaching while providing fitness programming that took me a long time to program without getting paid properly for it. Yeah. Or you, maybe you don't have it underneath cost of goods sold. Maybe you just have it underneath a fixed expense that you're paying this contractor and you understand over time that that number is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're not understanding why you have no money left over. Well, you're not accounting for that in your gross profit margin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Number three is net income. Now we look at net income is what's left over after the operations of our business. Without net income, really, we have no money to build our personal net worth. We have no money to reinvest in the business. We are not actually operating a successful business if you don't have any net income. So is this where you're saying to put into your profit account so that you can have reinvestment? You can have, um, let's say, if you own a gym and you want to do some kind of build out or you need some kind of equipment mm-hmm. or you know whatever that looks like. Um, this is an important number to be tracking or looking at so that, you know, it's kind of a someday situation. And it maybe just depends on how you establish your entity. That might be the money that's left over to pay your salary. That might be the money left over to do your owner's draws. That might be money left over to bonus your team. You can do a lot of good things with net income. All right. And then I also take that a step further because we do have some clients that remain LLCs and we have some clients that become S corps. Um, so when you're an S corp, you're actually an employee of the business. So you pay yourself a small salary or a, sa- a reasonable salary um, underneath the fixed in uh, underneath the fixed cost of the profit and loss statement. So in order to compare your business to maybe your peers, I like to keep track, and I include this in the number three, the net income um, KPI is the owners before the earnings before owners compensation. So what we do there is we add back in your salary that's at a fixed cost. So then we can know what the true net profits of the business when we subtract the owner's salary. Got it. Got it. Now that, that's an intriguing number. Like, for example, um, I know when I sold my insurance agency that last year, I really had to watch 
um, you know, the, the coffee for the office, right. Mm -hmm. Quote unquote here. Um, I had to really watch taking clients out to restaurants, quote unquote here, um, because what that did is it made my business look less profitable, less appealing, even though I was saving on tax dollars, I wanted my business to appear as profitable and as, um, as good as possible, essentially. Right. So that's adding back in your salary, your owner's benefit. Mm -hmm. And you can go down the line of what the owner benefit is. I mean, might be the hundred of Amazon boxes that show up your doorstep. It might be um, <laughs> oh, your car payment. <laughs> might be your car payment. Might be miscellaneous things that you kind of yeah. need to create that one bucket so you can easily look at your financials and say, okay, we need to kind of not only my salary, but we need to add back in this owner benefit so we could truly look at the profitability of my business. Yep. Um, moving on to number four is net cash flow. We need to know a step further. So this is where your your financial statements come together. You have your profit and loss, um, also known as an income statement. So I don't want to confuse anybody that's out there. Um, So profit and loss is the performance of the operations of the business. And then you have the balance sheet that keeps track of like your assets and debts. Well, in the past, so say last year, let's just say we bought an automobile for the bonus depreciation. Well, now this year we're making payments on that um, car, right? What happens is that car, that principal portion of of that car is not coming out of the operations. So the principal payment of that vehicle we bought is not coming out of the operations or the net income. So that's actually taking away from our net cash flow of the business. So you may end up having a $100,000 net income on your profit and loss Mm -hmm. and might only have $30,000 of free cash flow left over because you're making all these debt payments. Yeah. And that's where you get to like sitting down with your CPA and they're like, here's the check you need to write to the IRS. Here's what you, you know, what your profit loss was in your business. And you're like, I don't, I don't have that cash in my bank account. How am I supposed to pay Right. That's what uh, you're referring to here. Yeah. And then a step further is even like owner distributions. That's not showing up on the profit and loss or the performance of the operations of the business, but you're taking yeah. that cash as an owner's distribution. So you may show it a hundred, like I said, a hundred thousand dollars net profits and um, had a bunch of debt payments and then took out the other 30,000 as an owner distribution. Now you have no money left in your business, but owe taxes on a hundred thousand dollars of income. Yeah. Or another good example would be, let's say that it's a not- a a depreciating asset. Let's say that you racked up a large amount of credit card debt in 2021. You wrote Mm -hmm. out, you wrote off all of that debt in 2021, but you're still paying that debt off in 2022 going into 2023. You're not going to write that debt off twice. So that is where the net cash flow comes in. It puts, combines the, uh, the profit and loss and combines the balance sheet. And our softwares actually produce what they call a statement of cash flows. And that shows the true net cash flow of your business. And that would be something really good to monitor over time. You don't necessarily have to look at it on a monthly basis, maybe quarterly, maybe a couple of times a year. You want to know what the true net cash of your business is doing. All right. And number five, cash position. Well, cash position, cash is king, folks. We have to have emergency funds available. We have to have money available at all times in our business to be able to operate. 
I know that there's a lot of things out there like credit cards. And I know there's lines of credit that you can kind of get away with pretending that it's cash and it's available, but we don't want to have to always rely on that. We want to have money and cash in our business. That's, that's when we know we're in a healthy position. And I don't know about the listeners out there, but when I have cash in the bank, I feel a hell of a lot more comfortable. I sleep better at night. And you're less grumpy. It's weird. Yes. <laughs> and then when we have that on top of knowing your cash position, we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast here is being able to forecast what that cash looks like out 90 days. Why another uh, tactic and, and why you really want to look at that forecast is that helps you identify what business decisions you need to make now. So if I am running short on cash in the next 90 days, but we're on to something good here, I might want to go out and seek some outside funding. I may want to go get that line of credit going because I know I still want to make this higher. I know we're heading the right path, but we're short on cash. Without knowing that, you're going to come to business in 45 days and now be out of cash and now it's too late. Yeah. So let's go ahead and identify it early. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So let's kind of bring this back around again. Um, knowing where you're at before establishing a goal is really the only way to do it because otherwise it's just an ambition. It's just a dream. The simple steps. Yeah, the simple steps. And this is honestly one of the most challenging parts of running a business, especially as an ambitious entrepreneur, because I think you know, you and I are very similar. We're visionaries. We have a vision for where we want our business to go. We um, have moved on from personally being in the health and fitness industry to now helping individuals in the health and fitness industry so that we could make a bigger, larger mission of making the world a healthier place. I mean, that is, that's an ambition. That's a goal, right? right. That's a, that's a dream, right? That's a purpose, a mission, but that's not necessarily a tangible goal in our business. Right, right. Um, uh, it goes back to being able to make the, the the simple steps in business and run a profitable business. So I think the message here is, is we're not going to be able to accomplish that mission and that goal unless it's unless you run a sustainable business. Yep, absolutely. And we need to bring that back to small KPIs, key performance indicators within our business. And that'll really tell us the true story of how, what we're doing and what we can accomplish, say in the next three, six months to a year. And this isn't something that's always top of mind to a health and fitness entrepreneur. I mean, you are worried about creating content, um, keeping mm -hmm. up with the latest marketing information that's out there, keeping up with your um, continuing education in the industry with nutrition and fitness. And, um, you know, not only that, but fulfillment for your clients, your right. check-ins with your clients, your clients are texting you or on WhatsApp, asking you questions all the time. You guys are not always thinking about what are my KPIs in my business? I right. what the next step is, right? That is where working with a professional really comes in and can really help you nail this down. Because if you have on your calendar, your meeting with your CFO to go over your KPIs, if you're getting your financial statements from Fit CFO every quarter so that you right. can actually review the data in front of you, then you're going to be more likely to do it, right? So a lot of times it's about that accountability piece. Right. Too. Um, let's peel back just a couple of minutes, peel back my tax planning meetings. My real 
successful financially, like coaches that are just rocking it. Yeah. Our conversations were built around tax deferral. Like, yeah. What can I do to get this money out of my net income and mm-hmm. for my future? What yeah. can I do to get my tax liability down? It really had nothing to do with the metrics of the business because they were hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. Now, my coaches that we weren't um, talking about that, the only other thing we were really talking about, and that's why I think it's probably should be our number one KPI, is the gross profit margin. Yeah. They didn't necessarily have a revenue issue. They had a gross profit margin issue. So majority yeah. of our tax planning call was actually spent on how do we fix this KPI in business? So now eventually we do have a tax problem. Yeah. Well, because one of the things that you always say that I think is a brilliant quote is that you can't, um, how do you put it? You can't outrun a poor gross profit margin. You can only fix it. Right. So basically what you're saying is once you give coach Sally 60% of your revenue and you give Stripe 3% of your revenue and you give Kajabi 4% 4% right. of your revenue and so on and so forth. There's nothing you can't wrong. run that number. You only can fix it. You can only so, fix it. So a lot of the meetings were about fixing the margins. And now next year, if they follow suit, which I can tell they are because I'm getting texts, I'm getting emails of, okay, so if I charge client X and this is my cost of fulfillment, I'm going to be north of a 70% profit margin. Bingo. Like you're yep. not going to have a worry in the world come next year if you implement this. Yep. Yep. 100%. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a lot of great meetings and that was kind of my two observations. Like one, we're all about, let's get tax deferral. Let's get rid of some taxable income. And the next is let's work on profitability and that's profit margin. That is a testament to the clients that have been working with us longer. And the, you know, the earlier the entrepreneur, the less amount of time we've really had to kind of roll up our sleeves and, and dig Mm -hmm. in the, you know, the more, I guess, mature you are in your business to where gross profit margins aren't the biggest elephant in the room anymore. It's how do I save on taxes because my profits are getting to the point where my wealth is at jeopardy. Right. And it's pretty interesting. Like you would think like um, revenue was the problem, but most of our coaches that are most of our gym owners, most of our online nutrition coaches that we work with already work with a business coach and revenue is not the problem. Yep. Like they're doing phen- phenomenal on revenue growth year over year. It's an important part of the KPI, but if you have the right mentor, right business coach, or you started off with the right one, your revenue is going to be fine, but yep. it's what you're doing with that revenue. That's and it's how much of that money business. can I keep is going to yeah. make it a sustainable, successful business. Yeah, 100%. Well, knowing where you're really at and where you want to go is arguably the most challenging part of running a business. And you can't create real goals without understanding and knowing the data about your business. Having the ability to track this data will help you develop your goal and therefore your business and achieving its goal. The most important thing to understand as a health and fitness entrepreneur is your gross, is your margins and your KPIs, specifically the gross profit margin. Um, We talked about five main KPIs that you should be tracking in your business. But again, the most important one is the gross profit margin, because remember, you can't outrun a poor one. You can only fix it. Right. So to learn more about how you can begin tracking your data, understanding how to create goals with this data and track your business KPIs, head over to fitcfo.com or the link in our show notes. Um, We have a Facebook group that is completely free, but exclusive to health and fitness entrepreneurs. 
So head over there, join the group. I'm going to link it in the show notes. You can also find it on our website. Um, but if you want to learn more about working with Fit CFO one-on-one, meaning you don't want to have to do it yourself, you can sure do it yourself. And we have a course for that. But most of our, uh, most of the people that come to us are like, dude, I just, I just don't want to worry about this. Can you just do it? And we are, we're happy to work with you. Head to our website, fitcfo.com slash contact. You'll be directed to me and we can talk about your business, talk about your goals, talk about what questions you have. Enjoy your 2023 and happy goal setting. Take care. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications so that you don't miss a beat. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast, your Instagram story, your Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help other health and fitness entrepreneurs out there succeed in business. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable. Oh, 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 oh,